What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Care Home Mastery. It has been a while. I'm glad to finally be back. I feel like it's been such a long time since I've done a podcast, but I'm glad to be here. If you're new here, my name is James. I help people open up care homes. I'm a care home consultant as well, and I own care homes. And my goal is just to provide content to people who have dealt with gatekeeping or high fees that have kept them out of this business. And I want to end all that. So if you're here, you're in the right place. Now, today what we're talking about, which I feel is really, really important as a strategy that you can actually use to become successful in this business if you don't have that 20%, 25% down to buy a home and you're looking to get started, which is house hacking. So we're going to talk about today of how to house hack to residential assisted living because I hear a lot about it in terms of real estate investing and what people's background is, but I don't really see people talking about it in residential assisted living. And the reason why I want to talk about this today, because I was actually on a call with someone who may be a potential student of mine in my membership that's coming up, which I'm going to talk about more. And he kind of explained the situation. Basically, he was saying like, hey, you know, I'm going through things. I have this realtor who's Saying that she can help me, you know, get into a house, mind you, he's going through someone who probably doesn't have experience in this, right? And he's saying that she's telling him basically, you know, you can buy a house, but you can't use your FHA or conventional or any other type of structure. You have to do a commercial loan because you're going to be running a business out of it. And this is where it gets tricky because it depends on, I'm going to talk about so many things, your regulations, your rules, where you live. So it's not a blanket statement, but that's true and not true. And I'm going to explain in a, in a sense, you just have to be creative, just like it is with real estate investing, just in general, because if you're not familiar with, with the house hacking, basically what it is, we're going to get into what it, it really is a strategy for someone who can't really get started in this business because they don't have that big down payment. And again, a lot of people don't know about it. That's why it's become so popular. So before we get into that, I do want to mention again, I'm going to be doing my membership. I know it's been a while. That's why it's been so long since I posted on um, posted a podcast episode. I've been working to make this the best membership as possible. It's going to help with courses. There's going to be live courses every single week that you meet up with me with. There's going to be monthly group coaching that you're going to be able to ask questions, go every over everything. There's just so much information I'm excited to share with you guys. That's why I'm talking so fast because it's so many things I want to get out with this membership. There's going to be templates to help you write your policies. So much more, I'm going to bring people on from coaches, business coaches, mindset coaches, uh, people for credit repair if you need help with that, loan specialists. I have so many ideas that I've been working with in this program and all of it is going to be less than 40 bucks a month, which is crazy. But I want to do this because I want it to be for someone who's just getting started, maybe doesn't have the savings, doesn't have the home, doesn't have the knowledge, and they're like, where do I get started? I'm not going to pay someone $8,000 right now to learn the business if I'm not ready yet, right? So it's for that person. But then it's also for the person who's like, I'm ready. I have my 50000 50, saved, my spouse and I. We have a house that we're ready for. All that's for and within the membership, which is why it's such a lower barrier to entry price because I want everyone to be able to grow from it. So I'm going to be launching this sometime late March. If you're on my email list, you should have got it. But if not, I'll be able to send something out that's going to be in the show notes that you can click the link and be added to the page. Now, what we're going to get into, sorry about that, is first, I want you guys to understand what house hacking is because you're probably at this point like, okay, but what is it? So basically, think of it like this. House hacking is essentially a way for someone who is just getting started in real estate. Let's say let's say you're a 24-year-old person, right? Out of school, barely have an entry-level job, and you want to get into real estate, and you don't want to wait until you're 30-plus years old to save up X amount. You see a house for 400000 the realtor tells you you need 20% down, you need $80,000, hope my math is right, $80,000, and 
sometimes even 25%, but let's just say 80,000 for now. You don't have that income. What used to happen before bigger pockets and all kind of different platforms, people would just take that loss and just shrug their shoulders and say, well, I guess I never could, you know, get into house hacking. And that was the idea, right? But now with house hacking, which is so great about it, now that people understand what it is, you can actually get into a multifamily or a larger home, rent out that home, other units, indoor rooms. So you stay in one unit or one room and you house hack and you stay in it and you rent the other rooms. Because what the problem is, well, you have to do that if you're like, well, why can't I just rent it out? If you use a lower down payment alone, that's for someone who's living in the home, which is why, hence the word residential, right? Whereas with a commercial loan, that's more of a business style. Like there's SBA loans, a different type of commercial loan structures. And that was the confusion or like a higher level of a loan within the loan structures of like a FHA or a conventional loan for, you know, single family homes. But again, the thought of it was that that's for someone who's living in the home. So once it became popular to house hack, people would move into a home because technically, hey, I'm moving into this home, right? Let's say, let's say someone buys a triplex. They move into that home. They stay in one of those units. Let's say they're all three bedroom, two bath. They rent out the other two. They're still on the property. They stay there for a year and a half, two years, however many years suffice in their state to stay within. I think it's per state, not just nationwide, but I could be wrong. But you stay in amount X amount of years. And then after that, you can move. And you do it again and again and again. Now, it does get harder if you get a spouse who's not on board or a family. You know, you start to have kids and all these things. But that's like the, the thought of it. That's how simple it is. And what's great about it is when you look up, let's say, again, you're 24, you take action. By the time you're 34, it's 10 years, you got five or six properties. You've, you, you've Maybe you're married by now. Let, let's say he's married, his wife, they got their house. And he's been able to save X amount all these years because, again, he had that income. So I definitely, that's why I always say like, this is definitely beneficial and definitely a strategy that you want to use when getting started. Now, the financial benefit is that you have that. You're reducing your living expenses. You have your rental income. That's the good part, right? But now when you step into residential assisted living, which is why it's such a more advantageous strategy is that you are now able to house hack, follow me, same strategy, move into the home. Let's say you move into a home now. I'm going to use now, 2024, right? You stay in there to 2025, maybe mid-2025, 2026. You want to start a residential assisted living home, but you're not quite ready yet. You don't have the savings because, again, let's say early 20s or you're barely getting back on your feet. We are kind of you know, in a lightweight recession, so same difference. And you're like, I want to do this, but it's going to take some time, which I tell people. You can move into a home right now instead of renting. Maybe you're in an apartment. I don't know. Maybe you have a, a decent job. You can buy a house right now and you can stay in that house for X amount of time while you learn, learn from me, learn from whoever. Then by the time you get licensed for the home, that takes a process. So that's residential as well, too. And then now you can convert that home into an assisted living home with only 3, 3.5% down or 5% down, however much of a con- conventional or FHA loan you do. That's the power of now. Mind you, now you're not staying with people anymore because now you moved out when the residents get there, right? You could live in if you want to. That's another strategy, by the way, too, is that you could just buy the house and have like a living room. Like you could be like a, almost like a stay, stay at night, stay at home type nurse, you know, 24-7 care. That's a strategy, too. But if you don't want to do that, I understand because it's more of a business. But again, both of those strategies are the same. You move in now, you stay in one room, you rent, you essentially have residents in the other ones. You always stay on care. You own the home. You just house hacked. Don't want to do that. You have a family. Okay. Buy that house. You guys stay there for about a year to a year and a half. Apply. Get a license. going to take six to eight months anyway to get a residence. going to take some time to market. All that good stuff is going to take time. 
So now you have a house with 3.5% down instead of someone who's sitting on the sidelines, you know, sitting on their hands because they don't have 20,000, I mean 20%, sorry, for a $400,000 house. They don't have that 80,000. So now one year goes by, two years, three years. I don't have a house. I can't find a lease. That's an excuse. If you're listening now, now you know that's an excuse because now you have a different strategy. So that's what I actually did while I'm bringing this up. I'm not just being hard on you guys. This is literally what I did. My fiance at the time, now wife, we moved in straight out of college, early early to mid-20s. Like I say, I started in this business early to mid-20s. We moved in, stayed in the house. At first, it wasn't intentional, but kind of, not really, because we were like, well, this is a nice house, but it was a starter house. And what that's exactly what we did. We moved in. We stayed a year plus. By the time I applied, by the time I did all those things, my lender told me, well, technically, it's FHA, yeah, but you've lived in it the time amount that you need before you can move out. We moved out, bought another house, moved out, bought another house. So now I'm on my third or fourth property. Now I do a different loan strategy, but that's literally what I did to get started. Some people don't want to do that. Some people are going to make the excuse that that's too much. It's too much moving. You got to make some sacrifice. All right. There has to be some sacrifice in your life. The sacrifice is either that you're going to have to eat beans and rice and top ramen noodle for three years to save up 80,000. Or you just live comfortably for about a year plus, and then you got to move. Okay, it's not the end of the world, okay? I understand some people's strategies are different and circumstances, but that's why I feel like it's so vital that you can do this. Because think think of it like this. You start, you you get the home. You stay in an X amount, convert it to an assisted living home. That same $400,000 house is now what? For easy math, let's just say it's 4%. 16,000 instead of 80,000 plus closing costs or whatever it is. Maybe your first time high home buyer, you get, you get some type of uh, strategy for that as well to help with the down payment. I, I don't know, depending on what state you're in. I know California has down payment assistance, but that's another, that's another story. You move into the home, closing costs, everything under 30,000. You got your other money saved to buy the house. Now that 80,000 that would have been just towards a home is to now actually buy the property and actually operate it, right? Follow me. That 80,000 can be used for both now. Who won out of that situation? The person who took action and moved into the house and, you know, toughed it out and had to move and had to tell their spouse that, hey, we got to move one more time. Like, but now we're set for life. Now our kids tuition will be paid off in 10, 15 years from now. Now we're no longer in debt. Right. Versus the person who just sat on the sidelines and was like, well, I don't have 80,000. I can't buy a house. So think of it in that strategy. Think about making 40 to $50,000 a month, maybe five to $10,000 in net cost, depending on if you work in a business or not. And all you pay was $30,000, $20,000 to get into the house. Granted, I know different states. I'm talking Central California. That's, that's where I live. These houses right now are like 400000 500000 But I have people who live in Southern California that pay a million dollars. Imagine how long it's going to take you to buy a house with 20% down for a million dollar home. You're probably going to have to lease. Leasing is not a bad option, but it's not the best option. Owning is the best option, in my opinion. So you got to save up. It's going to take time. How long? What is that? A million dollars? $200,000. Investors? Why do all that for your first home? You can move in with an FHA loan, conventional loan, stay there for a certain period of time while you learn the business and then convert it, restructure the loan, maybe refinance out of the FHA loan and you can still have that home. Now, there are things you have to think about. Everything's not you know, perfect. You have to ask some questions. You want to check your, your regulations and your zoning considerations for when you convert this property. When I talk about that a lot, basically the regulations and zoning is just really understanding that, okay, I have this home. Where What are the ordinance for it? By what I mean by that is there is there an HOA. Uh, if you're older and you own a home, you know what ordinance are. Basically, that, that's what tells you if you can put a fence up, how you have to cut the yard, 
trash can, everything about a neighborhood is based on the ordinance. And most of the assisted living homes are kind of essentially grandfathered in. They're not like Airbnbs constantly changing. So that's the benefit that we have. But again, you have to be ready for that. Um, you have to check in your regulations, your zoning, and you can easily visit your um, local city and planning to take care of that. It's not too much of a deal, but you definitely want to do that, do that before you buy a home because it could lead to you having to rent it out, Airbnb it, something else that we don't want to do, right? We're, the most you can make, I don't care what anybody says, I've done midterms, short terms, I've done daycares, I've done everything. Nothing beats the cash flow on a care home that's assisted living. And now I got into children homes. Both of those incomes are unmatched, right? Now, after you get your zoning, you got your regulations. The next thing you want to look into is to understand the income potential of the business. So I said forty to 50000 That's where I live. Look into the income, what you're going to make. I think in Texas, you can have ten, and on average, four to 5000 So thirty to 40000 somewhere, somewhat the same. When there's more rooms you can have, you charge less. California, there's less beds, but you charge more. It usually averages out to the same until you get to where I am, where I now have different waivers and different strategies to increase my care, but we'll talk about that later. But all these are... Good strategies. Understand the business opportunities. Start talking to people. Start marketing. You can start marketing the home while you live in it. You can live in the home with the FHA loan, live in it for a year, convert one of them to a room without being licensed yet, and start showing people the home. It's simple. Like I said, it's just I wanted to I wanted to really stress this out because before I get to my next points, that when the student talked to me, I've been in this business so long that things just seem normal to me. Like I, it's 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 average to me. Like the things I think about. That people tell me that's questions, I'm like, oh yeah, because I've been doing it for so long. But I can understand someone coming in excited, sit with a realtor, sit with a lender and say, hey, I want to buy a property for an assisted living home. And the first thing they think about is assisted living, that's an apartment, that's a hotel. They don't know what they're talking about. That's a business. You need a commercial loan. It's like, no, you don't. They just don't know what they're talking about. And I hear this over and over and over. And I guarantee if you go tell them, some random dude on a podcast told me I don't have to do that, they're going to say that's not true. I'm, what I'm saying is right. So you can believe me, you can believe them. I can say this. I got I've been licensed and operated for three, going on four homes. I've had no problems ever since, and I house hacked technically two of those homes. The rest now I do more business type loans just because of my loan structure. But for the first two homes, first one home, there is nothing wrong with that. Think about like I said, when you transition to the house hacking and you get into a, to the assisted living, how much income you're making with your investing goals versus again sitting on the sideline. Think about how you can bring on maybe investors too to start the business sooner. So now you can bring an investor and say, hey, I have a house. I bought it a year and a half ago. I'm already halfway through the licensing process. I just need somebody to help me with the cash flow of operating it. Now you have more strategy than someone saying, well, I need an investor for the operation, but I still got to save about $50,000 for the cloak for the down payment and closing costs. Then another 20 to 30,000 to operate the business. And I need you like, no, that's, that's not what's going to work. So that's that that was my whole point of this one guys it's a quick video i'm a quick uh podcast that i wanted to explain that you can definitely house hack a business a home into a business if you're patient now if you're someone who wants to get started like now then you got to look into some different strategies such as maybe buying the home uh living in it so you can immediately do it things like that but again it's definitely a strategy and i don't want to what happened to my student i hope he's listening too because i told him i'm going to make a video about this because it's crazy i should have actually had him come on and ask the question himself so you guys don't think i'm just making these stories up but it is definitely a strategy that you could do don't don't listen to them i've been in this business guys for so long i know questions to ask and what not to ask because when i first got started like you guys i was asking these great questions but I would get the runaround because people have an ego and they don't want to admit when they don't know what they don't what they don't know. 
So if they've been doing real estate for 20 years, selling single family homes to families, and you come in asking this question, they don't want to seem like they're not up to par to what they should be doing or they don't know their job. So they're going to just give you what they think and they don't know. So please take this in. Remember, you can house hack, stay there a couple years, stay fo- or stay a year, stay focused, apply, do the business, or you can buy the house, live in one of the units. Um, you can have residency in the other ones. There's so many things you can do. And I hope that this has really helped you guys. And remember that my launch is going to be soon. It's going to be opening March 18th, I believe. Mid-March is when we're opening up for about three or four days and I'm closing it. These are exact strategies of what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be bringing people on who are even more advanced than I am of creative financing, maybe doing the sub two, which means that you can go to someone losing a house and say, I'll take over your payment for you. And then um, basically it stays in your name, but I'll rent it from you or lease it from you. And then you can convert it into an assisted living home. There's so much knowledge I can't wait to give you guys. So if you're definitely interested in that, again, it's going to be in the show notes, the link that you can click on. Make sure to read through it and what I'm offering. And again, I'll see you guys soon. Take care. I do want to post more podcasts now this year. My goal is to get this to at least a thousand subscribers and I think we're like at 300. So I got some work to do. But anyway, keep working guys. Ask questions. Follow me on TikTok at James J. Care Homes where I answer all questions on DMs. You can email me at james at carehomemastery.com. james at carehomemastery.com. See you guys soon. Take care.